Good morning, Church on the Rock. Um, if if there are four through six graders, four through six, is that what it? If there's people that want to go and be over here with them and not be with us, you're allowed to go. Or okay, Barry, you're allowed to go. You you can leave, and they will be having fourth through sixth grade. Ah, uh, there goes Dave. We lost him. All right. <laughs> Let's do it again. Um, good morning, Church on the Rock. Yeah, so, so we're continuing in this, um, is this what you came for? You know, we, we've been walking through for the last two weeks on, on just thinking through what it means to be the church because we're in this weird place of like, coming out of the coronavirus and trying to go back into some, nor- some like, just normalness, I guess. And we have a chance to, like, I guess, in my mind, get it right instead of just jumping back into traditions and jumping back into the cultural church. We have a chance to, like, get it right. And so this series, um, when you see, if, you, if you've seen the, like, the graphic on Facebook, it says, is this what you came for? And it's, it's a big box in the middle with nothing inside the box because um, a lot of people come for this box. They come for this box or metaphorical boxes. Like there's some people who aren't here right now because we're not at the park. They're like, oh, they're not at the park. I'm not coming. So they were literally coming because we were at the park. And so that's a box in itself, just like there's some people who are here now because we're inside of the box. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we're trying to... We're trying to retrain the minds, renew the minds, and, and get to the heart of what the church is. So with everything going on, you know, all the, the racial tension that's going on in America right now, we started in Ephesians 2 to show that the true answer, no matter where you are on the spectrum, whether you're super-duper Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, whether you're injustice this or things are okay the way they are, no matter where you're at as a Christian, it all comes back to right here. Jesus Christ is the answer. Um, period. Like, I don't, I don't care what your other thoughts are. If you're a believer, then Jesus Christ is where all of those thoughts and opinions die, um, and we become one in Christ, right? Amen. So that's that. That's that. And then we say we're not going to touch on it unless it naturally comes up, but we're done because this is what we've built ourselves on is diversity and intentionally trying to do things to make sure we, we represent every area of the community right here and then teach each other how to love each other the way that God loved us. Last week, we looked at the 10 lepers and we saw all these different R's of like people come here for relief, outside relief, like I'm single or financial problems or uh, loneliness or, a, you know, like I'm struggling with an addiction or whatever. And when they get that relief, they were never here for Jesus. They were only here for the relief, so they, don't, they never come back. Uh, we went through other things. I mean, we, just, we talked about all, like, it's recorded, but basically what it came down to was people weren't here for relationship with Jesus. They were here for a whole bunch of different reasons. And so we said, if, if you've come here for anything other than a relationship with Jesus and a relationship with each other, then you're here for the wrong reasons. And eventually, any of those other things you're here for will, will not be enough, and you'll leave. So today... We're continuing that series with another aspect, and we're going to teach it through church discipline. Now, here's the thing. 
In the American church, in the, in the, in the American culture of church, we don't like church discipline. We think it's wrong for somebody to tell somebody that they can no longer, like, gather here or what kind of church kicks somebody out and all of that. Like, so this, is, this might step on some toes. It should. I, I'm okay with that. You might not like me. I might not get any more Father's Days after this. Like, that's cool. But this is, this is who we are, right? And so we're going to be in Matthew 18, and I want you to just process this with me. Just just really, there's no cute illustrations in this. There's no like, oh, I can make it funny right here. This is just tough love for our church family or lack of church family for that matter. We're going to find out. But I want you to look at this with me. And I think, um, I think you'll be amazed at how we're going to find out about intimacy uh, while looking at this passage. So uh, you know what? Who, who has it? Who, who feels comfortable reading? Would somebody like read out loud for all of us, Matthew 18? No. Come on, y'all, somebody. You, you got it? Okay, Zach, I'm going to let you have your second. Matthew 18. Oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed y'all knew what I was talking about. Yep. 15 through, let's go 15 through 17 today. You! Really, Zach? You! <laughs> Matthew 18, 15 through 17. Speak loud. I don't care. Just read it. Boom. All right. That's where we're going to be. Everybody got that. Matthew 18, 15. Highlight it. Mark it down. We're about to get deep into what I think is a very, very important part of what it means to be a church family. So he says, if, you, if your brother sins, it says, go to him. Go to him and show him his private and fault. So the first P I have that we must have if we're going to be a church family, we must have proximity. All right, there's my first point. We must have proximity. We must be able to go and to show. Remember, in Jesus' time, there wasn't Facebook. There wasn't text messaging. There wasn't phone calls. If my brother sinned against me, I, I go. <laughs> you already knew it was happening, right? It always happens, right? I go directly to my brother. Like, I couldn't Facebook him. I couldn't text them. I couldn't call them. And we have those things. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But how much more is this face-to-face right here of where I can see the inflection of his voice? I can see the tears. I can see the concern. And we can actually talk out. We could talk this thing out. What I'm, what I'm saying is this, like, there's, there's this thing that we think of when we say church of just everybody who's, you know, a believer. Everybody who's a believer. And so if somebody in... Asia offended you on Facebook or whatever, right, who's a believer, and you're like, oh, I'm going to reach out to that brother because he, he has offended me, and I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to correct him in private and all that. 
what is your actual relationship with this cat, right? You don't, you don't know him. You don't know him like that. You can't reach out and touch him. You don't see him weekly, see him daily. You don't go out to lunch with this dude. You've just been offended by some random cat on Facebook, and you're going to try to go and correct him in that. There's no proximity. And proximity is so important because this is what creates the deep relationships we need. But proximity also must have purpose. So it says, if your brother sins, go to him. So the go to him is the proximity, but the brother part, that's purpose. Because earlier in this book of Matthew, Matthew 12, when Jesus is, is, is inside of a, a house and he's teaching, and his brothers and his mother is kind of upset because he's, he's starting to say some things that are probably getting them some pushback as well. Like, man, he said he's the son of God. He said this. He said that. We need to go tell him he need to just quiet it down a little bit because he's making it like a problem for the rest of us. So they go to kind of confront him with like, can you tone it down a little bit? And he's inside talking to disciples. And they said, hey, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are looking for you. And he looked around and was like, well, who's, who's my mother? Who's, who's my brother? Who's my si sister except for those who are doing the will of the Father with me, right? And so it, proximity means nothing without purpose. Like, there's a lot of people here right now who are in proximity with us. They gather at the same building. They come to the same location. That don't mean we church family because that, we're not necessarily here for the same purpose. Who's my mother? Who's my brother? Who's my sisters? Except for those who are doing the will, whose purpose is to do the will of the Father with me. Not everybody here is here to do the will of the Father. Some people are here because they got dragged here by a spouse, dragged here by parents. Some people are here, like we said last week, routine, relief, and all. It's not actually about the will of the Father. But we call each other church family because that's the American thing to do. And what happens is you'll find really quick that you have, gen you have like a general siblings. You got, hey, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. Hey, brother, sister in Christ, amen, amen. That's this in general thing. But then you have genuine siblings, where it's like, you know what, I know, I know Jonathan Woodring. I talk to Jonathan Woodring at least once a day. I know what he's chasing after. I know that he's after the will of God. I've seen the sacrifices. I've cried the tears with that man. And therefore, when I call him brother, it's so much deeper than just a general, you made a profession at some church or some place, and I don't really know you. You don't really know me, but we're Christians, so we're brothers in Christ. That's general. But the genuine of a church family is that this is my brother. I have spent intimate time with this brother. There's a purpose that we have together. When we come together, we are going to do the will of the Father together. And so this is where, like, your doctrine does come in. It is important. This is where, like, it does matter what we believe. Because if you don't believe that we're supposed to love God, love others, make disciples, and you don't think that's what we're gathered here to grow in doing and to go doing, then we're not here for the same purpose. And so we're in proximity, but I go to your church. I'm there every Sunday. Cool. But you ain't here to do what I'm here to do. So we're, we're not here for the same purpose. I mean, you can gather anywhere with anybody and not have the same purpose. So proximity is not enough. But a lot of people in the American church is just about gathering together. It's just about being close 
in proximity, physical location. That's my church. Why is that your church? Because that's where I go on Sunday mornings. Okay, what do you do? I don't do nothing but just sit there. But that's my church. That's my pastor. Do you listen to your pastor? No, I don't listen to my pastor. He, he can't tell me what to do. I'm a grown man. Okay, so what are we doing? Like, so what did you come for? Well, to be in proximity, okay, and to claim it, okay, but not to do nothing with it. There's no purpose behind it. And so start gauging that. Start, what's really church family? And this is important, and you're going to see why this is important, but, but people say, well, you know, the will of the Father, okay, cool, that, that's great, but I thought you said that we could be, you know, diverse and different. Well, yes, but diversity is dangerous if there's no death involved. It's very dangerous. I'll tell everybody, come as you are. All your opinions, all your thoughts, all your prejudices, all your biases, all of that. Come on in the door. We ain't waiting on people to not be racist. Peter was racist. We ain't waiting on people to not be homosexual. We ain't waiting on people to not be a tra- Come as you are. Come with all your differences. But differences at some point have to die. They have to die. This is what it means when it says you die to yourself. You die to yourself for what? For the will of God. You see that? You see how that starts building this family? I come in here thinking all these things that the world has taught me, that my family has taught me, all these things my emotions have taught me, my feelings have taught me. I got all these, all these feelings, Rashad, and you said I can come as I am because this is a diverse church. Amen. And then ask yourself, are you here for the will of God? Because a believer will take all of those things and surrender them to the will of God. Why? Because that is the purpose of us being here. It's the whole point. So, so don't, like, don't lose that thought of when, when I come in here, I can, I can come with all, like, I, I need to be able to be who I am. And then when the word shows me, the will of God, I surrender myself. I die to myself. I throw myself, I take up my cross daily, and I surrender to that so that we are actually family. Same purpose, in proximity with each other. And so, like, I love how it says, it says, if your brother sins. Now, sin is based on a standard, and that standard is God. Some of us, when we try to live this out, or when we try to do this church discipline thing, we go to somebody because they just had a different opinion than us. It's not a sin. They, we just, we're offended because your opinion's different than mine, so I'm going to take you through the church discipline process, and if you don't change your opinion to my opinion, then I'm going to go tell the pastor and the deacons that they need to come with me, and then we need to tell it to the church and get them out of here. And I'm like, I, <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like, time out. Where did they sin? Oh, they didn't sin. They just don't agree with this or don't agree with that. And I'm like, but the standard is God. The standard is God. And, and so wouldn't it be better if we, hey, Dave, I don't agree with you on baldheadedness or whatever, right? And I think, like, you, whatever. And we get together, and I'm like, see, it says right here in the Bible. It doesn't. But I'm just saying, like, we look at the Bible together, and then it, it turns out, like, I'm, I'm actually wrong for being mad at you for being bald because the Bible has, like, no partiality, all stuff like that. I'm giving a very bad example because I'm giving it on the, on the go, whatever. But, but you see what I'm saying? Like, just because we have differences of opinion and stuff, if we're going to get together in private, let's get together in private with the Bible. Not, not, not get together and 
throw up a YouTube of, see what this person said, or get together and show a news story, see what that person said, or a podcast. What does the Bible say? And, and, and let's look at it together. Can you see how that builds more family, actual family? Because we agree that we disagree, but we also agree that we're willing to let go of whatever we're feeling for the will of God, for the word of God. And so, and so we need proximity, we need purpose, but we also need permission. It says, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. This is where it gets kind of difficult, right here. So, like, I need, if, if you're really here at Church on the Rock, if this is really what you came for, to be a part of a, a family, I, I need permission into your life. I need to actually um, know you, and, and, and you have to want to be known, not just by me, but by each other. See, I, I know a lot, as a pastor, I know a lot of you very deeply, very intimately. But y'all don't know each other very intimately at all. And it's a choice. It's not a I can't, it's you won't. Well, this is a problem, and this is why. Um, one of the examples of what it's supposed to be as a relationship in the church family is found in marriage. I just did a, I just did a wedding yesterday. And so when you're, you know, when you're doing, when you're speaking on the wedding, like Paul says in Ephesians, how the, mis- the mystery of, of the gospel is found in, in marriage, like Christ being represented by the husband and the church represented by the wife. And, and so a lot of the things that you hear in Genesis actually tie over to the church. And so when, when the Bible says, you know, that God joins them together and they become one, everybody knows that part, but the next verse is so vital. It says, and they were naked and unashamed. Now, biblic, bi- biblically, it's, it's going deeper than just physically, right? Like, oh, yeah, we're, we're married now. We can be together, naked and unashamed. Well, it goes so much deeper than that. Spiritually, it means I can go to my wife and be like, Brittany, I'm struggling with this, and I have no problem coming to you and confessing this because we are one, and I am naked and unashamed with you, and you love me through that. Well, that's the same requirement for the church to be an actual church family. Now, I want you to be honest. Just in this room, this ain't even our entire church. How many of you to that level are naked and unashamed with one another? Not, not your spouse, I mean with church family. Nah, it, it's not happening. But this is what we call our church family. We're like, oh, you know, I'm a part of Church on the Rock, and, but how, we're not naked and unashamed with each other. Who do you confess your sins to? Who do you actually talk to that's not your spouse here? When you're broken and when you're lonely, and all these, like, who do you go to? Who do you actually go to? Who has permission into your life here? Because, because this is what church is really about. I have access to you. You, you, you give me accessibility. You give me availability. You give me accountability. Like, stop saying Sunday morning is church. That's a lie. That, this, this is not church. This, this is not church, y'all. This is not church. And, and, and America has, has, has taken the word and said, 
when we do this on Sunday morning, who cares if I talk to any of you anymore this week? Who cares if I don't know anything about what you're struggling with personally? Who cares if I don't know any of your Who cares about any of that? You have no accountability to me. We're a church family because we have proximity. That's it. This is not church, man. And if that's what you came for, we'll, we'll keep doing it. I mean, hey, we'll, we'll be here every Sunday morning. But just know you're not going to get what you're expecting by just showing up on Sunday and just sticking to the people you know. We're called to be naked and unashamed with each other. Why? Because it builds an intimacy and a dependency where we need each other. But a lot of us don't want to need anybody. A lot of us don't want to be known by anybody. I mean, I'm looking at the room right now, and I ain't going to put nobody's business out there, but I see brokenness from my personal, private, naked, and unashamed conversations. I see brokenness in this room. And what I see is when we come in a Sunday morning, most of the time, we put that brokenness away so that we can put on the resume or the face that we need to have so that we're not broken in front of each other. But then we have things and people say, man, Pastor, I don't want to bother you. I feel like you're overwhelmed. Well, the only way, the only way I'll get overwhelmed is if y'all not using each other. If I'm the only person in this room that you can be naked and unashamed with, then yeah, this church is going to fail because it's not a church. This is why we push five non-families. We don't care about the name or the... You don't have anybody. You know how many of you hit me up during coronavirus because you had nothing? You had nothing. You know how many people actually left our church because Sunday wasn't open and they didn't have nothing else? And if I'm not available to take a call, they're mad because they have nobody else to be naked and ashamed with, including their spouse? We're not a church family. We're not a church family. We do American church very well. But biblically, we're not a church family. And, it's, and I'm going to tell you like this, it's not my fault. I, if you think for one moment my vulnerability up here is because it's fun or because it's easy, no, it's required. You, I'm here to be known by you and to know you. It's the same relationship we're supposed to have with Christ, to be known by him and to know him, naked and unashamed. Too many of us are hiding behind the fig tree leaves, covering up ourselves so that we're not known by each other. Well, then what are you here for? That world is lonely. Amen? It's lonely out there. It's tiresome, it's exhausting. Where else can you go to be known? Who else do you go to? And if you're worried about people talking about you and all that good stuff, come on, y'all. Like, really? Like, oh, well, that's on them. Be... I know it's uncomfortable, but if you're not naked and unashamed, it's be, if, you haven't given, if you haven't given this church family permission into your life, it's your choice. Don't tell me you can't do it. You will not do it. 
okay, no problem. I'm not going to force, you know, we don't force people to do anything here. But don't look at me when you have nobody and nothing. That's not on me. What did you come here for? Why are you here? Is this what you came for, what we have today, where you're sitting and just looking at somebody, give a monologue, and then you go on about your, is that what, is, is that what this, is that what church is about? If it is, then, then hey, great. I, I hope this is enough to carry you for the rest of your life. For me, it's not enough. For, if, if this was what church was about, then I'm done with the church. If this is what church family is, then, then y'all a lousy family. I might as well go back to my world family. There's got to be more. And so think about this. This is why permission is important. Because it says if he doesn't, if that person, if that brother doesn't listen to the church. So say we, we me and Ryan, hey, Ryan, you're something, and I took it to you. I took brothers to you, and then I brought it before the church. Now, remember, when I go to him first, we have proximity, we have purpose, and I got permission into his life. In other words, I know him enough to go to him knowing that he's given me access, accountability, availability into his life. It says, go and grab two others, or go and grab some other. Other what? Other people with that same permission into his life. What would it look like if me and Ryan had a problem, and I went down a connection point and grabbed two people and said, come back? Ryan would be like, I don't know these cats. What the? Well, they're Christians, man. They're brothers in Christ. Not my brothers in Christ. Like, I don't know these people. This is like an intervention. Like, it's an attack on me. No, no. I got to go to other people who actually have permission into his life. Well, in some churches, maybe even ours, who is that? Who, I, me, and Ryan, we, me and Ryan have done lunches. We've had, he's, he has lifted me up in some of my darkest moments. Amen? I have, I permit, you have, I have permission into his life. He has permission into my life. But if there's nobody else that we have permission, then who do we bring? Go grab two others. Two, two other who? Who? Then it says, tell it to the church. Well, who's the church? Do, do I just say, well, you know, there's this church. Hope is right over there. And I take Ryan over to Hope, and he's like, who? Hope what? Like, I don't know anybody at Hope, man. Why are we over here? So it has, to, it has to be more people who have permission into his life. How many of you actually know Ryan? Like, know him. Just be real. And that, that's on us and Ryan. Amen? That's on all of us. And, and so how can, if, 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 and I'm picking on Ryan, but how do I, yeah, he's just like, he, just take it. All right. <laughs> how do I remove Ryan <laughs> how do I remove Ryan how do I remove Ryan from something he's not a part of anyway think about this church discipline does not work if you don't care anyway remember it's, the discipline is not punishment we're not kids right the, dis the discipline is, for, is to get you to a place where you want to be restored into something you have, where you want to have reconciliation, where you want to repent because you don't want to lose the naked and unashamed relationship you have with this group of people. But if I ain't got it, whoop, I can't come back. I don't like the garage anyway. 
Like, think about people who walk away from a church, even yourselves. I was never plugged in to begin with. That's why, it's so easy to, that's why it's so easy to hop from church to church. I don't care. I, I have no deep relationship with you. you know, do you know how hard it is to let go when somebody knows you intimately? Because you can't find it nowhere else in the world? Like, marriage couples, if, you, if you're not naked and unashamed, divorce is always on the tip of your tongue. I could, I could go some, find somebody else. I, could, I don't need them anyway. I don't need her anyway. Right? Because, like, because the things you're actually struggling with, you're not going to them about. You're going to your friend. You're going to, so without that, it's easy to always think about a way out. Same thing in the church. See, if I have something that I can't find nowhere else, I don't want to leave. And if my sin is causing me to be removed I'm going to be a lot quicker to try to figure out how to reconcile this thing and to restore this thing because I can't lose you. How many of you can look around here and actually say, I don't want to lose that person, that person? You probably don't even know each other like that. So stop calling this church. I'm going to church. No, you're not. You're going to a building. To hear, to, you're going to a building to hear some scripture, to hear somebody sing. Like it's, it's, like it's all... At some point, if, 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 if you're not giving permission into each other's lives, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Hey, you're singing, you're preaching, somebody praying, get on up out of here. That's why, that's why you're so alone. That's why we're losing out here. And then, and then the problems of the world keep coming because the devil don't care. The devil's not like, well, Ryan ain't got nobody. I'm going to stop messing with him. The devil's like, Ryan ain't got nobody. I'm going in. Now's my time to break him, because if I can break him, I can break Lindsay. If I can break Lindsay, I can break the kids. If I can break the kids, I can break the grandparents. Like, he's just trying to find his access in. And we're supposed to be so in permission with one another that if he's breaking me, I can go to my brother and say, the devil is attacking me. I am failing in this area, that area, that area, and I don't even feel bad about it. I have no shame about it, because I'm supposed to be naked and unashamed with you. This is what church looks like. I, I don't care. I, I don't care how I look because when I said this is my church, that's what I expected is for you to see every piece of me, every part of my life, the good and the bad, and love me through it and be there for me. No shame. I have no shame in my game, and it's not a prideful thing. Romans 10, 11 says there's no shame in Christ. I'm in Christ, so I can go to you and confess. The Bible tells me to confess to you. But who are you confessing to? Who are you talking to? Who are you actually spending that time with? So this is why, like, I, I've never prayed for this to be a 5,000-member church because unless you have, a, like, 100 or more, like two, three hundred small groups, it'll be very hard for them to actually do the biblical church. It's hard to do in a church of 300. It's very hard to be naked and unashamed with 300 people, right? So what, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We have to get smaller, even as we grow. And understand that this is a gathering, a general gathering, but there's a genuine gathering you have to have in your life. If not, you're not doing church. Because there's nothing. 
How can I hold you accountable to something that you don't even care to be a part of? So here's the other part right here. So we have to have proximity, purpose, and permission, but finally, possession. And this is important. If you don't own that, what we just talked about, if this is not your church family, if this is not like, like I own this, then this is what happens. You're cool with somebody. We've held them accountable to something, and we're trying to get them to restore back into the church family. We're trying to get them to restore back into the, the you know, the big But you're so cool with them and not really owning what you belong to that that restoration can't happen because they haven't lost you. And that's, like, that's difficult. Like, I'm going to pick on Dave real quick. Dave, um, if something happened to where we had to remove you from the church because you're just like, I I don't care, I'm doing what I want to do, do you know how much it would hurt to have to, like, own that and treat you as an outsider, not meaning I'm not praying for you and all that good stuff, but, like, the benefits that come with this relationship. Like, I'm not, pri- I'm not prioritizing my time with you. I got, I got people that I need to be pouring into who want to do the will of the Father with me. You're, in, in, in this scenario, you don't want to do the will of the Father. I'm done with doing the will of the Father. They ain't got me nowhere. Da, da, da. Oh, I got to prioritize Ryan who's trying to do the will of the Father with me, so I got to let you go. A lot of us won't let that person go. We, we hold on to them because we, we have a priority, a priority over this, Rather than this, this is heavy, y'all. This, this is what it looks like if we're actually being a church family. And that intimacy is a requirement of it. Just look around. Who are you naked and unashamed with? Just take a moment. Just look around. If it's a family member, okay. Is there anybody else in this room other than me? Other than me. That's the easy one. That's the expected one. That's the reason why our leaders aren't being used for anything. I'm always having leader meetings. They're like, hey, Rashad, like people aren't coming to us. I'm like, I know. They don't want to be naked and afraid. Leaders, we got to be naked and afraid with them, right? Speaking up here is not what gets me to people's hearts. I promise you that. It's, it's, the, it's the 11 o'clock at night phone calls. It's the 4 a.m. phone calls. It's the lunches. It's the, it's the trips. It's the car rides. It's nothing about Sunday morning has got me into your heart. I guarantee you that. It may create the conversation. Oh, I like the preaching and da-da-da. But I'm not in your heart because of Sunday morning. It's hard work. But it's necessary work because we belong to each other. Who else is doing the work in this room? And if not, then why is this your church? I, I, with everything going on, listen, y'all, I'm just, I'm just going to be blunt. With everything going on, I would rather lose this building. I would rather lose the 300 number and all that good stuff and have 10 people, just 10, five people who are willing to be all in with each other. And, I, and, and we, would do, we would do more for the kingdom than 300 who don't want to know each other. I promise you, give me five people. Give me five people who want to know me and be known by me intimately, naked and unashamed, and we will do more work in this community than 300 who don't want to be known. And so I'm asking the question, what are you here for?
Why are you here? To the believers, why are you here? And what changes? Because this is one of those messages, ain't a whole lot of amens, ain't a whole lot of hallelujahs, and normally ain't a whole lot of transformation. Because at the end of the day, you still don't want to be known. You're going to throw up whatever excuse you want to throw up about why, well, that one's not for me, and me and God got an understanding, and all that. But if you're here for the will of the Father, I'm just showing you the Bible. How can you be removed from something you're never a part of? When the funny, a lot of people think the church started in Acts 2 at Pentecost, but it's funny how when Jesus said this, Peter and them knew exactly who those people were. If your brother sins, go to him. If you don't listen to you, take two others. They knew who those two others were. And if, you, and if that don't work, take it to the church. They knew who the church was. They knew who those people were that were doing the will of the Father together. They knew who they were naked and unashamed with. They knew who they had permission in their life with. We don't know. We don't even know, man. And so, like, there's, like, that time in the morning, this whole, like, this whole not doing church the normal way, that time in the morning, like, what are we finding out about each other? What are we actually talking about? And if you can't, if, if, well, Rashad, 15 minutes before church is not enough. I agree. So what are you doing during the week? Who, whose number do you have? Who, whose email? Whose text? Who, who are you making time for in your life? And actually cutting the, the bull crap of everything's okay or I'm doing fine. Like, we got people here who need you. And, and those who need people, open up. Open up. Admit it. Is there, real quick, is there anybody here right now? Seriously, like, let's do this. Let's just do it now. Let's do it now. Forget it. Is there anybody here right now in this room who's willing to just open up? Just be naked for a moment. Yes, ma'am. Tell, tell us who you are, sis. You're fine. I, I can, I can. Lindsay hit me um, earlier this week. I'm, I, was, I was actually at the DJ thing, and Lindsay hit me and said, I don't even know why I'm hitting you up, but I am, I don't know if I can do this no more. My kids not having help. Um, lonely broken. And my only answer was, I said, I said, sis, there's not a lot I can do for you, but I ask you to come back, come back to the church. I said, it's ironic that you are, I mean, Lindsay didn't know what I was studying, but I was like, it's ironic that you say that because if you come back, this is actually what I'm teaching on. But I told Lindsay, I said, but you're going to have to let everybody know which means you're going to have to be naked and not ashamed of that nakedness. Well, here's the funny thing. Am, am I allowed? Here's the funny thing. I'm outside. Sarah's walking back. 
she said the exact same thing to me in the parking lot. I said, sir, I seen you crying a little earlier. Is everything okay? You know I'm here. Like, I could talk to you now. I could talk to you throughout the week. I'll put the sermon on hold. She said, I'm just, I'm just tired and lonely. And I was like, man, they, they don't even realize they got the exact same brokenness going on in their lives. And the devil loves isolation because then you got to deal with it by yourself. But God wants us giving permission into each other's lives and saying, look, if you lonely and you lonely, it's time for y'all to talk. Y'all may not have nothing in common but Christ, and that is sufficient. And that's sufficient. But it's hard work. Because you don't know Lindsay. Lindsay don't know you. But it's time, it's time to say this is, this is what this is for. When that happens, now you're seeing church family. And what happens is as you grow in that, because you'll pull each other, you'll, you'll, God through you will pull each other up out of this, you won't want to lose each other. You, you, you won't, you won't want to lose that. But, every, man, there's, is there anybody else? Like, seriously, any other name? I, okay, here we go. Y'all there? I'm struggling. The tension that is going on in our community, the words that are being said to me that are not being held back because I'm the nice guy, the things that people are saying to, to literally ignore the fact that I am a black man, the way they're speaking to me because it's safe, the way, the way my daughter and my wife are getting more and more worried about me being out in public. The way that everywhere, everything I'm, 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 everything I'm going through in terms of different ministry people, the African-American community thinking I'm too soft about everything, the white community thinking I I'm, I'm, shouldn't be posting stuff about Black History Juneteenth stuff. Like, from everywhere, I feel so alone. I'm either not black enough or I'm too black in a community that I'm just trying to bring together. And, and, then, and then the ones that know this, that know this deeper than anybody, they're, they're, they're split as well. So I can't run to them. And so, and so in my nakedness, don't get me wrong, I got people I run to in this church, in this family, but then you start realizing so much more about what's not church family. Because I honestly could run to pretty much everybody in this room. But then I look at everybody else, and they can only run to me. So while I'm fighting my own battles, I can't send you to go to nobody else because you won't be naked and unashamed with anybody else. And then you, but then you tell me I'm working too hard, or I can't be God, or I can't be Jesus, and I agree with you. But then I say, so who are you going to go to before you quit the church? Before you give up on God? Before you give up on your marriage? Before you like, so, so who can I send you to? Because we got leaders in place. We got deacons in place. We got all this stuff that we did so that you could run to a whole bunch of other people, but you will not be naked and unashamed with them. Yes, ma'am question, how hard is it to, to just open up, to just let your, say that, say that word again, you what? You trust. We don't trust each other. Let's keep it real. We don't trust each other. Why? Because we don't know each other. 
Why? Because we don't take time to know each other. Like, I, I get it. You're not going to walk out of here and just start telling each other's business, right? I, I get that. But what are you doing to build the relationships to do it? And so, like, I, I don't know, y'all. Like, I'm, um, I just want, like, this series is so important to me before we get back started because we'll just jump back into a routine. We'll come here 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, sing some songs, preach a sermon, whatever. And I don't want to take any more time away from Father's Day and all that, but y'all, like, we're not, um, you know, you, as a leader, as a pastor, as your pastor, I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I'm failing because um, um, I'm not praying enough for this. I'm just speaking it. I'm not praying it like I need to. I feel like I'm failing because um, at some point you do have to wrestle with if, if, if we're just being more of the, the American standard, then maybe there's a there needs to be another voice in the house. That's not me saying I'm quitting tomorrow or anything like that. But you've got to start wrestling with questions. Is, is this where you're supposed to be? Not just me, all of us. Because if you don't have that here, then, then you've got to find it. I would rather lose you here for you to find what I'm talking about somewhere else. It's that important. This, this is why when people are like, man, I went to this church, I, I like, praise God. Especially if they're not plugged in here. Because I'm like, praise God. I, I just want you to find this somewhere. Because this... You're missing out. You're actually missing out. And we got to, we, we can do it. I, I know each of you individually. I'm like, all oh, these beautiful souls. And we've tried stuff. Like, we tried to program it. Remember, we did the FaceTime. Hey, you need to call these people. You have this many households. And that, but when you force it, when it's organized, it's not organic, and it didn't work. It fell through. People stopped calling. People stopped calling back. And Everything we do is, is for that. We're just trying to live out the will of the Father together. We're trying to be in proximity, have the same purpose. We're trying to have permission into each other's lives. And then we're trying to own that. We're trying to possess that. So, like, that's my prayer. That's what I want you to walk away with. Next week, if it's sunny, we're going back to the park. If not, we'll be here. But it will be the same feel, not a church service. Before we get back to that stuff, let's figure out what we are. Sunday morning, to me, will never be the church, Okay? I'm not expecting Sunday morning to be the church, but it should be access to the church. Lindsay should be able to come here. She should be annoyed when she came in here and sat down with people going up to just find out who she is. Because this is the access point to get to Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And if somebody would have talked to her this morning, maybe she would have broken, been like, I'm lonely. And somebody would have known before we even started all this and said, well, you know what? You don't have to be alone. Call me this week. What's, what, like, what are you going through? Uh, the kids, and da, 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 I can watch the kids. Or Genesis, can, uh, let me get you in touch with Genesis. Like, we start pulling from the resources together, and, and everybody has things in common, and we all work for each other. We're serving each other. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much more ministry to be done other than Sunday morning. And so this is just an access point. This is not church, biblically. Like, biblically, this is not church. This is an access point. We, we teach, we preach, we raise people. That's great. But what happens in the church is relational. It's, it's, it's deeper than the Sunday morning show. And we, we have to engage in that or we don't have a church. We just have, we just have people getting together that, that I, don't, I don't even know what to call it no more. And so I, I, I do love you all. And like I said, I actually, yes, ma'am, you can go ahead. 
Yeah, and me and Becca spent quite some time over these last months together, and um, one of the things I kept saying, Becca, if I have your permission, um, she, she's going to be working on our missions ministry and getting it up and going, but I, I, I kept telling her, I can't, I can't release you to do that until you own the church. I kept saying, sis, until, you're, until this is what you want, until God has placed it on your heart that you own this church, I don't want to put you in that position, right? And so, like, it's, it's the same thing, y'all. Like, I, happy Father's Day. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> but but um, this is just how the sermons fell. And so, look, y'all, I, I don't know what you're going to do with this, but I should do something with it. Like, maybe, maybe this is what kind of, and I, I know this is going to sound bad, but maybe this is what leads you out of here, right? Maybe you're like, I'm not here for that. That's not what I'm here for. That's okay. We're all in different seasons. I'm not, you're not a bad Christian if you leave because it was a tough man. No, it's a different season for you. I get it. But I'm not changing the direction we're going. I mean that. I'm, this is what God laid on my heart. You, you affirmed me as pastor. You affirmed that he ordained me. And Jason's right in line with this. So the other pastor's in line with this as well. I'm not changing this direction. It's uncomfortable. But we're called to comfort the afflicted and sometimes afflict the comfortable. Right. And so I hope that you can take this message and start start making some lunch dates. Start making. We'll, you know what? If, like if y'all want to go to lunch or whatever, I'll pay for it myself. I mean that anything to get you guys having some conversations because you got a lot of the same testimonies and stories. I mean that. Um, but we got We got to do better. Sunday's just an access point for what should be happening the rest of the week in deeper relationships. So I don't have nothing else to take away from that. I'm going to. I'm going to have you pray since you need to work on your prayer life. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll get out of here.